In this audio recording, Jonathan Wolfe, Professor of Philosophy at University College London, talks with John Pike, the author of Book Six, about the American philosopher Robert Notzig and libertarian theories of justice. Joe, you're an expert on the libertarian thinker Robert Notzig, whose best-known work is Anarchy, State and Utopia. Could you say what the key basic idea is that he brings to debates on distributive justice? Nozick's main contribution in this area, I think, is to undermine some things that people have taken for granted. So Nozick argues for uh, what is now known as a libertarian position in political philosophy, which gives assigns to individuals very strong individual rights over private property. Um, this is, he calls, the entitlement theory of property. What's mine is mine, and it's up to me to do what I want with what's mine. Now, intuitively, this sounds like a very plausible position. I mean, if you think of your salary, and the salary goes into your bank account, it's absolutely up to you what you do with that. But Nozick wants us to think about such things as taxation and the potential justification or lack of justification of taxation. So, for example, in one of his most notorious arguments, he claims that uh, taxation is, he says, on a par with forced labour. Now, if you think about this, uh, you pay your taxes, this is taken away, most of us just moan a little bit but get on with life. But he says, well, what are your taxes for? Where do they go? Quite a lot of it goes to support other people, people who are not working, people who are elderly. Now, you may think that's absolutely fine, but it doesn't matter whether you think it's fine or not. The government will take that money from you, whatever your view is. And you know, to make it simple, you know, suppose you're working a 40-hour week and you're taxed 25%. Well, that means of those 40 hours, 10 of them, you're working for other people whether you like it or not. Now, you might say part of that goes to pay the expenses of government and so on, and that's true, but let's leave that to one side. Suppose all your tax money went to help the poor, help other people. Well, that money is simply taken from you without your consent. In other words, you're made to work for other people and other contexts would call that forced labour. And so he says taxation is on a par with forced labour. If you want to give your money away to the poor, that's absolutely fine. That's a good moral choice. But it shouldn't be for the government to tell you what to do with that. So the libertarian argument is that the government, in taxing you for the sake of other people, interferes not only with your property but also with your liberty because it's forcing you to work for other people. If you want to work to get a reasonably decent wage, then you must work for others. OK, this sounds like a very, very strong claim that redistributive taxation is the same, morally speaking, as forced labour or slavery. And it constitutes an analogy. Now, when we confront analogies, we can do a couple of things. One is we can say, yes, the analogy works and I accept where that takes me. So one might say, well, slavery is in some sense justified if redistributive taxation is justified. You can bite the bullet. Or you can say, no, the analogy doesn't work. There are 
differences between these two cases. Slavery is not like distributive taxation, and those differences are morally relevant. So they mean that opposition to slavery doesn't carry over into opposition to redistributive taxation. Now, I assume that we're not going to take the first line here of biting the bullet and saying, well, slavery must be OK if redistributive taxation's OK. So what about the second line? Well, just on that first line, actually, uh, remarkably, Jean-Jacques Rousseau did say that he thought that um, forced labour was less contrary to liberty than taxation and that making people work for others uh, is, in a way, better for the sense of community than simply taking their money. This was, I suppose, a very Swiss view at the time, that we wanted to get the bounds of community so everyone knew what they were doing in a transparent way. Um, but you're right that the uh, that is an unusual position. I don't think anyone in the contemporary debate has argued the same thing, although I suppose some people argue for national service or conscription, which would be another way of saying you should make your contribution through your time rather than through your money. Um, now, but you're absolutely right. The analogy is not a perfect one. I don't think we now all think that taxation is the same thing as slavery. I mean, we can't do it because if we did think that, we would abolish taxation right away. But I think that the strength of the analogy is that it points out some disturbing similarities between taxation and forced labour. Um, Nozick says it's on a continuum. Now, that's a weak thing to say because you can put any two things on a continuum. Um, But the clear challenge is really very connected to issues of political obligation. What right does the state have to enforce a moral view against me? So there are some libertarians, um, the Russian-American Ayn Rand, for example, who argues for the virtue of selfishness and argued that what we ought to do is to uh, act in as self-interested way as possible for the common good. Nozick doesn't say this. Uh, Nozick simply wants to make a distinction between what governments can force you to do and what, morally speaking, you ought to do. And so he's very keen to emphasise the way in which any, any law reduces your liberty, including laws about redistributive taxation. And so, on his view, um, what we have is a straightforward conflict between liberty and ideas of justice, and on the libertarian view, liberty trumps justice. Um, Morally speaking, maybe you should give lots of money to charity. In fact, when Nozick was first presenting the ideas of anarchy, state and utopia, he was presented in a class at Harvard, an undergraduate class, he was putting forward these libertarian ideas. But just so so no one thought he was advocating selfishness as part of the class, he handed around the charity box uh, in order to uh, show that he wasn't amoral. He was, in fact, very highly moral and setting out the moral limits to the state. Professor Jonathan Wolfe, thank you very much. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.